welcome to episode 5 of Set Your Mind to It with Michaela Campbell. This is a podcast where I share personal advice, tips and life experiences to help like-minded, ambitious young women set their mind to it so that they can achieve their goals. Before I jump into today's episode, I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone that's recently started listening. I've been receiving some really amazing feedback and it's just fantastic to hear that you're actually finding that these episodes are helpful. So thank you so much for tuning in. And the other thing is the podcast is now finally up on Apple Podcasts. So if you haven't already, jump onto Apple Podcasts and give it a listen. And if you are enjoying these episodes, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could jump on there and give it a five-star review. All you have to do is scroll down to the very bottom of the page and hit five stars. That's it. And then I'll give it a review And then hopefully that might mean that this podcast can get in the new and noteworthy so that people could actually reach it, which would be really fantastic. So if you've got a chance, it literally takes like three seconds, jump on Apple Podcasts and give it a review. Um, And if you've been finding that you've been enjoying it, feel free to leave any comments there. That'd be amazing. So that'd be great. Thanks, guys. Um, So for today's episode, I wanted to do how to become a morning person. This is something that I definitely have had to work on. I have never, ever, ever been a morning person and I thought that's why I could do this episode to help those people that, like me, don't really naturally tend to want to get up on the earlier side of the clock in the morning Um, because what I have been able to do is start getting up earlier and become what you might call a morning person. Um, so I wanted to share what's worked for me because I am someone who used to sleep until 12 p.m. I could sleep until 1 p.m. and that would be the time I'd get up without any alarm. So it's been a big turnaround for me and I thought if I could help anyone with some of my personal tips that I actually know have worked from experience, then it would be worth sharing. So I wouldn't say I'm your probably your stereotype of a morning person, like I'm not bouncing around like crazy I don't get up at 5am or 4am, but I have been able to start getting up earlier. Um, And I don't believe that anyone's like truly a morning person that, you know, that you have to be super bubbly and energized and ready to go. I'm talking about how to become a morning person from the perspective of you're getting up early. So how to get up early. Um, But I think a lot of people think if you get up early, you are a morning person. So for some people, um, I was doing a bit of reading for this episode And there is a bit of information out there that kind of suggests that some people are more inclined to be a morning person and be more productive in the morning. Some people are more productive in the evenings and then the rest of us fall somewhere in the middle. Um, So yes, there might be some people that are genetically like a morning person who are more productive and feel better in the morning. Um, But it's a big variety. So you've got to find what works for you. And for a lot of people you know, working a nine to five job, um, just the responsibilities of life. You do have to get up at a reasonable hour. You can't sleep until 12 or one, as I have found out. Um, So I thought I'd share the tips that you can use to start making this a little bit easier on yourself if it is something that you want to do so that you have more time to be productive or because you have to be doing it for work or uni classes or, you know, to get to the gym, whatever it might be. If you're wanting to start getting up that little bit earlier, I'll share with you some tips that I've found actually work for me. Um, There is a lot of advice out there. So like I said, I was doing a bit of research for this episode and there's so many different things. So 
these are just some things that have worked for me. Of course, there's going to be lots of other things. Um, depending on who you are, what will work for you will be different. Um, so you can have a read about what's out there. But I'll share my tips. I've got kind of eight here. So the first tip for how to become a morning person is you need to identify as a morning person. So like I was saying, you know, I think that the idea of a morning person is a bit stereotyped to be someone who's bubbly and energized and just loves waking up early and feels good and wants to do it. Um, I kind of don't think of that. Like when I'm saying, I would tell people, oh, I get up early. I'd probably say that I'm a morning person because I've worked on this as my identity. Um, But so what I'm kind of trying to get at here is that you need to adjust what you think of as a morning person so that you can identify as one. So for me, a morning person is just someone who gets up in the morning early, like might be any time between like, you know, 6am till 9am, sweet morning person. It doesn't have to be, for me, the way I look at it. You don't have to feel a certain way to be a morning person. It's just the fact that you are getting up early in the morning. Um, And that's just my way of thinking about it. Like you can choose to think about being a morning person however you want, but you need to have a definition that you can work with if you're going to identify as one yourself. So if I thought that to be a morning person, I had to be someone who was bubbly, energized, wanting to get up out of bed, like bouncing out of bed, waking up without an alarm, um, then I probably would be like, well, okay, crap, like there's no way I'm going to become a morning person. Like that's not me. That's not how I function in the morning. So what I did because I used to think that was what a morning person was. I've kind of adjusted my idea to someone who gets up early. And then, this is the trick, start to think of yourself as a morning person. So what I started to do was I kind of went hand in hand with, I started actually getting up earlier and then starting to think of myself as a person who gets up earlier. Um, And, you know, it goes hand in hand, a bit of action, a bit of thinking. So you're working on the mindset side of things. Um, and as that became a habit of I was getting up earlier and earlier, I did start to think, well, yeah, I am a morning person. I get up five to six days a week to go to the gym and do a class. So um, I'm not getting up like I'm not claiming that I am the best morning person. Um, I'm just sharing with you what's worked to get me up a little bit earlier. But I'd be going to the gym maybe like for a 7 a.m. class or an 8 a.m. class. But that's still a lot earlier than what I was getting up at like 11 or 12. So it's still a big improvement. And just thinking of myself as I am a type of person who does get up early and having reasons why I was doing that, such as I could get more done, I felt good after getting up and doing a workout in the morning, helped me to think, okay, I'm a morning person. And then because I've got an identity being built about I am a morning person, we always want to be right about who we are and our identity. So when we believe something, we will follow through with actions that Um, are in line with that so if I believe like and you actually have to believe it if I believe I'm a morning person so it's just someone who gets up early then my actions will be getting up early so that I'm not wrong about the type of person that I am because we really hate as humans to be wrong about what we believe Um, our brains just hate it it causes lots of incongruencies in our minds so if you are identifying as a morning person you're going to have more success So it's a bit of mindset work to start with. Um, The second tip that really, really helped me was don't expect to want to get up early. I always thought that because of what I thought a morning person was is that 
um, it's someone that wants to get up early and that feels really good and they want to do it. Like that's why they're getting up because they want to. I listened to a podcast, Sam Laura Brown, um, The Perfectionism Project, as I've mentioned in a few other episodes, and she was talking about how she did it and she mentioned that she doesn't want to do it but she does it. I was like, oh, okay, so you don't have to want to but you can just start doing it. So when I thought about it, when I knew that there was other people out there that were getting up early, so she had successfully changed her routine and was getting up really early, like crazy, like 4 or 5 a.m., that wasn't what my goal was. But to know that people out there were getting up early, not because they wanted to, but because they had a commitment that they'd made to themselves and that was what they were going to follow through on. Once I could start thinking, oh, well, I'm going to wake up. I'm not going to want to, but I'm going to do it anyway. That was a game changer. So don't expect to want to get up. You're still going to feel the exact same way, whether you're thinking of yourself as a morning person and or someone who's not a morning person. It still feels really crap to wake up to an alarm. But what I found is that waking up to an alarm at 11 a.m. or waking up to an alarm at 7 a.m. doesn't really make much of a difference to how I feel. And in the next few points, I'll talk about what does make a difference um, in terms of sleep and how much you get. But in terms of waking up to an alarm, it feels the same because you're still being forced out of sleep. You still wake up and think, oh, I'd love another five, ten minutes or an hour of sleep. I want to hit snooze. I don't want to get up. There's like not much harm if I just stay in bed for a little bit longer. So all of those thoughts will go through your head regardless of whether you're setting an alarm for later in the morning or earlier in the morning. But you've got to get over that, oh, I don't want to, so I'm going to sleep in. Set that commitment the night before and then follow through on it. And don't rely on wanting to do it because guess what? You won't. No one wants to get up early. Well, maybe there are some people, but I think for the majority, if you're listening to this and looking for advice, then you're probably not wanting to do it. So this is for you. Don't expect to want to, but do it anyway. So follow through. My third tip is to set a bedtime. Um, This is something that really, really helped. Um, Kind of makes sense, like common sense. You need to be getting enough sleep if you're going to be getting up early. But one of my really big obstacles was I was always getting headaches in the morning or during the day. And I would wake up with a headache and be like, oh, well, I haven't got enough sleep. I need to go back to sleep. So my reason for not getting up early was because when I did get up early, I was waking up and having a headache for the whole day. And then I wasn't able to be productive or get things done. And it was a real hindrance to my day. And so I thought, well, waking up early is the reason for my headaches. So therefore I shouldn't get up early because it's causing headaches. Like it wasn't a good reason. I didn't have any motivation to do it. But really it was because I was not getting enough sleep and I was having really inconsistent um, sleep times and also wake up times. So the first way to overcome this and when I started doing it, I started noticing the changes and then that's when I realized that the headaches were more to do with my sleep than I would have liked to admit because otherwise I would have done something to change it sooner. But having a bedtime. So I set a bedtime of 10.30 for myself and at times I'm better with this than others. So it's something to always work at. Like I'm not saying, yep, I've got it nailed and down pat. Um, Definitely sometimes in my life it's easier to do than others. Like if I'm in a really good routine, like if I'm on placement, so I'm doing like an 8 till 4.30 kind of day, it's easy to have a consistent bedtime versus when 
I'm working all different shifts and um, trying to deal with getting up at different times because of work or whatever it might be. But having a bedtime of 10.30 worked really well for me because I was wanting to get up maybe between 6.30 and let's say 7.30 depending. Um, So I had to work out how much sleep I was going to need. So say 10.30 through till 6.30, I've worked out I'm going to get my eight hours of sleep, which is what you need to factor in is that when you're setting a bedtime, you need to factor in that you're going to get enough sleep. Um, so as well, you've got to set a wake up time, but I'll talk about that in a second. So with the bedtime, 10.30, that was when I wanted to be in bed and asleep so that I would get, or like working on getting to sleep, um, so that I'd get up the next morning fully rested. Um, with setting a bedtime, think of it as like you need to start winding down half an hour before it. So at 10 o'clock, I would start getting ready for bed and you know stop scrolling on Instagram get all ready and then something I like to do as well um, is just 10 minute like meditation or mindfulness um, just using an app smiling mind I think is one I'm using and that would just help me wind down it's all just to start to prepare for actually dozing off around 10 30 and that was really important to be able to get up early because if I wasn't going to bed early enough because I would go to bed previously and you can kind of see like looking back like oh of course you weren't getting up early but I was going to bed 1 a.m 2 a.m like that was pretty normal and so of course I was waking up at if I tried to get up early like 7 or 8 I would feel headachey because I'd had you know five hours of sleep versus if I go to bed at 10 30 get up at 6 30 or 7 30 8 to 9 hours very very different um And then also, so the fourth point and the fourth tip I have for you guys is to set a wake-up time. So it goes hand-in-hand with the bedtime. But you've got to work out to make sure that you're going to have enough sleep to be able to get up early. You can't go to bed at 1am and then expect yourself to get up at 6am or 5am, whatever time it might be that you're wanting to get up to fit extra things into your day. Like you might be getting up at 7am as it is and you might be listening to this for tips for how to get up at 5am. So if that was the case, you'd need to wind back your bedtime by two hours so that you get the full amount of sleep. So when I was setting my wake-up time, um, I would go, all right, they kind of go hand in hand, set your bedtime, but set your wake-up time at the same time. Um, But I would try and keep it pretty consistent. So let's say, for example, I remember when I was really, really in this routine, I'm a bit all over the shot at the moment because of isolation, but trying to get back into a routine. I still try and keep it consistent, but I'm probably not as good as I was with it. Um, So if I was setting a wake up time for, I think like 7.15, then work backwards and figure out what time you'll need to go to bed. Um, But if I knew that for some reason I wanted to get up earlier, that's great. Like set that wake up time and then adjust your bedtime if you need to pull it back a bit so that you get enough sleep. Um, That would be my tip is to always adjust to make sure that you're getting your seven to eight hours sleep. And then on that note, I haven't put it down in my little list of tips, but don't oversleep as well. I think this was another thing that I was really getting caught up on that if I stayed up till midnight, I would easily sleep through till midday and think, oh, it's fine because I'm making up on all 
my lost sleep. Like I'm getting 12 hours of sleep. And then I'd still wake up and still feel headachy and really crap and didn't feel any better from having 12 hours of sleep versus if I had have had the five hours. And it's got to do with oversleeping is not helpful. You don't want to be in sleep debt. Um, so if you, over an extended amount of time, if you are constantly getting six hours when you need eight, you'll be in a sleep debt of two hours overnight, uh, every night. And then over time, that two hours every night would end up being 14 hours a week of sleep debt and this continues to accumulate so you've got to make up for it at some point so that's what like that's what I learned in psychology back in school and so I think I carried that into then my day-to-day life of oh I'll sleep for 12 hours and make up my seven hours of sleep debt that I had the night before but this is the problem with that and this is why I'm so big on setting a bedtime and setting a wake-up time is your circadian rhythm like it really 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 is so important because when I have my body clock um, kind of synced up I don't have the headaches and it doesn't matter with the headaches in terms of if I was getting too much or not enough sleep because the fact is one day I'd get up at 12 or 1 and then another day I'd get up at 6 or 7 or 8 whatever it might have been like a big six hour difference in wake up time and I would feel like crap either of those days because my body clock was so out of whack and I couldn't get used to it because I was constantly swapping and changing. So that's why when I say set a wake-up time, make sure you're considering what bedtime you've set, um, but keep it consistent. So with this wake-up time, at the moment what I've set for myself is between 7am to 8am and the catch here is I want you to set a wake up time for your weekends as well. So for me at the moment, I will wake up at like 7.15, 7.30 for a workout at 8am. And then that means that on the weekends, I'll be trying to get up between 8 or 9 so that I'm only changing my body clock by an hour. No more than that because for what I've found is really helpful so that I continue to feel good and able to do it is I need to keep my circadian rhythm so keeping your wake up time within an hour regardless of if you've had a big night out even on a Saturday night still trying to get up at between like eight or nine on a Sunday really helps to keep your body clock and so that then you can continue throughout the week to get up between seven or eight or whatever time it might be for you because I feel like for some people listening you might hear oh seven or eight a.m that's not that early um but it's just an example for whatever time you choose or whatever you time you consider early if that's 5am same thing just having it consistent so you'd still only get up an hour later on the weekends um so that way your body clocks in tune and it will make such a difference if you get into a routine and this has to be consistent and it will take a couple of weeks don't expect it to be instant and remember tip number two you still won't want to get up but it's going to mean that you feel okay during the day because one, you've set a bedtime that's allowed you to get enough sleep. So the bedtime is figuring out what time you're going to wake up every day and working out what time you need to go to bed to get that. Um, so you're getting enough sleep, but you're also doing it at the same time. So really, really important. Um, then number five, I found that having a reason to get up is so, so helpful So, and I don't mean for this, just getting up for work or getting up for class or whatever you have, like have to get up for. 
I'm talking about if you're getting up early, so you're wanting to become a morning person who maybe works out in the morning or you want to be someone who gets up and just, you know, has an hour to themselves or, you know, even if it's just making time for breakfast because a lot of people like roll out of bed and then pretty much just get ready and go to work. Whatever you're thinking that you want to do um, to get up that little bit earlier, have a reason to get up. So for me, I started to make myself go to <clears throat> gym classes. So I work at a gym. And so I would sometimes, um, like the night before, I'd be like, oh, hey, um, to one of my workmates, I'm coming to your group fitness class tomorrow morning. But what I found was I actually had to go to a group fitness class versus doing my own workout. Because whenever I tried to do my own workout, I'd sleep in because the commitment to myself wasn't a strong enough reason to get up. But going to a group fitness class when I knew the group fitness instructor was expecting me was a bit of a better incentive. Um, and then it became a bit of a regular thing. So I was always going to a 7.20 a.m. class. The girls would start to expect me there. And the other thing was having a workout partner. So you can do that as well, whether it be, you know, the um, group fitness instructor starts to recognize that you're a regular and you start to feel like they're expecting to see you there. Like it doesn't have to be an outright commitment um, to anyone else, but it can be. So you can say to the group and fitness instructor like see you next week for me they were workmates so I would tell them but you can also partner up so if you've got someone else that wants to get up and do the same class as you I found that was one of the really good things that started to get me in a routine was um, having someone that wanted to do a morning class and then going to that class with them so not only did I have to go to a class because I think the good thing is with a class for working out is that if you miss it then you've missed your workout completely Whereas if you're going in by yourself, I found that, you know, oh, I can snooze for an extra 10 minutes and I'll just do a more high intense workout for 20 minutes instead of 30 minutes. And I'd make all these adjustments um, and like negotiate with myself to be like, well, I'm still doing it. But it wasn't that oh, I have to get there for a class. It wasn't as pressing. And then when you have to do a class with another person, I don't know about you guys, but I hate letting someone else down. So having to turn up at a class that was going to go ahead no matter what, and know that my friend was going to be there waiting for me to be at that class meant that I was going to get up on that alarm no matter what. And a good example of this is as well, um, if you think about if you've got a flight to catch at 6am and you've got to be at the airport, let's say it's an international flight, so you have to be there at 3am, guess what? Like, I don't know about you, but you or I would find that... Um, I would be not sleeping through that alarm because the commitment that I've made is, you know, maybe a thousand dollars to catch that flight and there is no way in hell that I'm missing it. So that commitment means that, you know, you're going to get up, you're going to set a fair few alarms and you are going to wake up and you're going to bounce out of bed so that you don't miss the flight because you've made such a big commitment. That's a pretty good motivator to help you get up we want to then bring that to a smaller scale and apply that to day-to-day -day things. So if you've got a commitment for some people, they might be really good at committing to themselves and being like, I've said I'm going to do this, so guess what? That's it. I'm going to do it. For me, I find that having someone else that I've told, like I would hate to have a friend waiting and me not show up. Same with work. I would hate to have a PT client be there and me not there or even just rocking up for a normal shift that whole commitment to someone else for me is a much stronger motivator um, 
to do something because I hate the idea of letting someone else down, letting myself down. Didn't mind it as much because I could justify it to myself. Well, well, I'll just sleep in an extra 10 minutes. Like was a lot more flexible with myself. So find out what type of person you are. Find out if your drive is going to be making a commitment to yourself. If it is, that's awesome. You might find that you're already (laughs) having a bit more success as a morning person. If you're not though, if you know that you need something else to commit to someone else for that reason to get up, do that. So um, if you are wanting to work out first thing in the morning, would highly recommend. It's definitely a great start to the day. Um, And I found a class. So a workout was a great way to start it and booking in for a class. Um, Some classes you might not need to book in for, but when I can book in for a class, that makes it even more of a sure thing that I'll be there because I hate to do a no-show to someone else. So find a commitment, have a reason to get up and it doesn't have to be a workout. So your reason to get up could be that you want to start reading more and you know you might have kids or you know you might be working 12 hour days you can't read at any other time but you really want to make some time for some self-help or you might want to listen to a podcast and you're not finding much other time in the day Um, you might want to do some yoga whatever it is like something to start off the day on a really positive note that's going to be your reason to get up you're committed to doing that you know the benefits of how that's going to make you feel starting your day off right that's your reason to get up and you might not have committed to someone else but make that a strong enough reason associate enough pleasure with doing it that you'll want to do it um and then you'll find it that little bit easier to get up because you've got a good reason to get up if you're just getting up to you know wander around the house and scroll through instagram and facebook and you know not do anything in particular you find well i find that it's a lot easier to hit snooze because, oh, well, it doesn't really matter. Like there's nothing in particular that I'm going to get up to do. Um, It might be that you love to sit and have a cup of coffee and watch the sunrise. Um, That's a pretty good reason to get up because if you miss the sunrise, you miss the sunrise and you really enjoy having that time to yourself to have a cup of coffee. So just find what works for you with that one. Um, Then number six. So I think I've kind of gone into this a little bit, but number six is to see getting up early as an act of self-trust. Um, so when I say this, I mean that by getting up on your alarm, you're building self-trust. So you might not have thought of this before and I certainly hadn't, but when I started to understand what it meant, so when I sleep in, so if I said that I'm going to do a 7.20 class at the gym and I sleep in and then get up at 8am and roll out of bed and have to rush to get ready for uni or work I haven't built any self-trust I've told myself the night before that I wanted to get up at let's say 6 45 and then I've got up at eight I haven't trusted myself enough to actually follow through so then how am I going to trust myself to follow through with anything else for the rest of the day or just in life in general so this one thing is an act of self-trust by following through you by going, I'm going to do this and then actually following through. Like it's a simple thing, um, but it's really easy to do. And the things that are easy to do are also easy to not do. A fun little quote I've heard. So that means it's easy to not get up on time, to just sleep in. Um, But so it's easy not to do. It's easy to do whatever way you choose to do. 
that what I want you to keep in mind that is if you choose to get up that little bit earlier and follow through on it, you're building self-trust and this will translate to all areas of your life. If you know that every day you can trust yourself to get up regardless of whether you want to or not, then you'll also be able to find that you can develop and use this self-trust in other areas of your life. And I know one really good example of this is um, Tony Robbins. If you've watched his documentary on Netflix, I Am Not Your Guru, it shows in that, and he's talked about it at other points as well, um, hopping in like a cold plunge pool. And he's got like five houses because got a bit of money. Um, but he hops in this cold plunge pool every single morning. Like regardless of where he is, he has a plunge pool no matter where he is. So every single day, whether he's at home or whether he's doing one of his big talks to people, he starts his day off by hopping in this freezing cold plunge pool. Um, Part of it's got some physical benefits because it gets his lymph moving and these kind of things. But he says it's an act of self-trust. He knows that he never wants to hop in the cold water like who would, but he does it anyway. And he's done it so often that it's become a habit and he's built such a level of self-trust that he knows he will follow through and do that even like regardless of it, if he wants to or not. It's not a matter of if he wants to, he's just built a level of self-trust to know that he will do it. And then this translates to other areas of his life. He will, well, he can trust himself to get shit done regardless of whether he wants to or not because he's using that muscle of self-trust in one area and then applying it to other things so a bit of a long way around but to kind of bring it back home that you can use this act of getting up on your alarm or getting up early as an act of self-trust that can be a tool that you use in every other aspect of your life Um, and when I started to think of it that way for me that gave me a lot more motivation to get up because it wasn't just that oh I should do it to work out I started to see it as oh well I'm not honoring myself if I choose to sleep in after I've told myself the night before that I'm going to get up early I'm not building trust with myself I can't trust myself to follow through on something as simple as getting up how am I going to do it in other areas of my life and that was a really big motivator so hopefully that you can use that as well and it might help you to put a bit more meaning to getting up other than just, you know, oh, well, have to get up to it every day. Um, See it as something a little bit more than that. Number seven, bit of a different note to the other last tip, just simply stop scrolling. Um, This is quite a practical tip. Just before bed, so like I said, setting a bedtime, one thing I think I used to do a lot um, is scroll, like lay in bed for an hour just scrolling through Facebook, Insta, Snapchat, like any social media I get my hands on, just scrolling through. The problem is it's so mind-numbing, you can do it for so long. Um, And then, so this one ties back into the other tips, like you're staying up too late, you're getting that blue light, which isn't good for your sleep, disrupts your sleep patterns, disrupts your circadian rhythm. And as I've said, all of those are so important for being able to get up on time and early um, so if you can stop scrolling, that'll help you get to bed a little bit earlier, hopefully. Um, and one other part of this is a while ago now, I just set a little lock on my phone. So again, very practical, but, um, my first lock on my phone is that after an hour on social media, it'll lock me out of all the apps and you can still ignore that, which I do a lot at the moment. Um, but the second lock is at midnight, all of my phone shuts down. So every single app goes 
little like transparent and anyone that I click in besides like my alarms and one other app I don't know like maybe maps or something random um it asks me you know you've hit your limit for the day are you sure you want to continue and then I can continue for a minute or 15 minutes or ignore for today so it gives you the option to ignore it but at 12 o'clock when all of my apps go "Uh uh-uh we're shutting down it's a really good reminder to be like oh crap okay yeah like it's midnight I should not be on my phone so even though I said my bedtime is 10:30, it varies a lot and so I've left it at 12 just so that if I'm still up for whatever reason then at 12 I'm like oh my god get off your phone Michaela um it's too late and then that's just that little reminder but I could almost bring that forward now so depending on what your bedtime is you could maybe do that set a lock on your phone just go into your settings um and I just have it from like 12 a.m till 7 a.m or 6 45 I think I changed it to so that way you just have another little reminder to prompt you to stop wasting your time get to bed you've got to set bedtime and you've got to set wake up time so don't waste time on your phone doesn't really help you can spend so much time oh the other thing is tiktok spending tons of time scrolling through that that just goes so quick so um just a little practical tip to tie into the other ones there as well um and then number eight I've kind of just got a little list of extra hacks that I don't think are necessarily as helpful as some of the other things because I think the other ones I found is like the things actually help me start to get up early on the regular these ones are just little things that I've started to do along the way so they're just parts of my routine now and I don't know whether they are helping me become a morning person or they're just part of doing it but I just thought I'd put them down here so that if there's any of these that help you as well um, you can try them so one of the things I thought or that I do every day is get dressed like the first thing I do so going back a little step back is the night before I lay out my clothes so literally I do this every single day now like I didn't even notice it become such a habit but um, again it was a tip I got from Sam Laura Brown to lay out your clothes to so have a night routine and have a morning routine so this is part of my night routine um, to lay out my clothes and because I go to gym first thing in the morning it's literally just having all my active wear out literally socks runners jacket on the door like I have everything ready to go so that it's one less thing to think about in the morning um so then it's just roll out of bed literally with 10 minutes get dressed don't think about picking out a workout outfit it's just chuck it on go like get moving as quick as I can out out, oh sorry out of the house um and getting dressed so two aspects of this is if I'm rolling out of bed to go work out straight away I'll get dressed obviously straight away but even on the days that I am not working out um, first thing I still get dressed so I normally would get up and I tend to just wear active wear like I don't know seems to be the way things go these days Um, but even if I'm just having a lazy day I will still get dressed first thing so one part of this is that stops me kind of wanting to hop back into bed so if I go have breakfast and I'm still in my pjs come back to bed my bedroom I'm less likely to want to hop back into bed but then the other side of this is it makes me a bit more productive and like I just feel better if I'm dressed because then I can kind of go about my day and just don't feel like such like in as much of a slump if I get dressed um so 
yeah, I think that's helpful to stop you from going back to bed at the very least. And on that as well, I make my bed. Um, sometimes I'll do my workout, come back and make my bed after like I've had breakfast. Actually, that's normally what I do pretty much all the time. But if it's on a Sunday, for example, I might get dressed and then make my bed straight away. So again, just removes that temptation from getting back into bed. Um, and just, again, makes me feel good for the day because another little bit of self-trust that, yep, I will do that and just, yeah, starts the day off the right way, I think. Um, and then I mentioned it before, but I find meditating really helpful and not like you're sitting down, cross-legged kind of meditating. I just like to chuck on smiling minds before I go to bed, so 10 minutes for a little meditation and I literally just like to fall to sleep to it. Um, and this is just to help me wind down for bed. Um, it's not a must. It's not the reason I've become a morning person or anything like that. But just part of self-care and I think winding down my mind at the end of the day. So that's another thing you can try if you're finding that you can't get to sleep and then you're having trouble getting up. You can try that one and you could also do it in the morning depending on what your routine is like. And then another little practical tip I've got for everyone is don't eat before bed. I'm really guilty of this one, still something I'm trying to work on, but everything that I've read out there pretty much says don't eat the two hours before going to bed or going to sleep so that your digestive system has a chance to digest your food um, and you're not doing that while you're trying to sleep. And as well, I find whenever I, I eat, like when I'm studying, for example, like if I have used to be cramming, I would eat and that would be a way to keep awake. I would also do it like driving to Melbourne if it was um, even daytime, nighttime, daytime, eating the sugary food especially, but any kind of food releases the carbohydrates and then that gives you energy because your body's breaking it down, releasing it as sugars and then you can use it for energy. Um, So I use that as a strategy to stay awake when I'm studying or driving, for example. You don't want to then be using that same strategy that you can use to stay awake when you're trying to get to sleep so think about that and see if there's any examples you can think of how food does keep you awake because you won't even realize it until you're um, I guess for me like I would do it on purpose in those two examples I just said um, how much it does keep you awake so yeah don't eat before bed and then some other ones put your phone further away so that in the morning you have to get up to turn off your alarms this one Again, not one of my best recommendations because if you're anything like me, I just get up. I'll walk to my phone, turn off the alarms and go back to bed. (laughs) So try that one. It might work for you. You might find that once you're out of bed, you're fine. (laughs) If you're as tempted to sleep in as me, it's not that much of a deterrence. That's why I said there's a lot of tips out there on the internet kind of like that. That, yeah, okay, depending on the type of person you are, that one tip might work really well for you. But I don't think it's fixing the actual problem. That's why things like identifying as a morning person are going to be a lot more helpful at actually changing the deep-rooted habit. Um, And then the other one, again, really practical, open up your curtains. I don't do this one because I did it for a little while and there's a streetlight right out the front. Um, But if you have a nice dark area, this one is actually really nice. Like if you think the best example I have for this is when you go camping and you go to sleep like an hour hour after it goes dark because it's dark you can't see not much to do and then you wake up with the light and it's the nicest thing because you've slept a decent amount of time and your circadian rhythm is kind of in check and 
you're getting the natural hormones that help to wake you up as well as put you to sleep at night time. Um, so by having that natural light can be a really nice way to kind of naturally wake up. But again, it depends on your actual situation, if you can do that one or not. But that is all my tips I've got. There's a lot of other things out there that will be helpful, but that's my main one. So I'll go over them one last time in case you've forgotten any of them that you're like, oh, wait, what was that one that I want to try? Um, I'm not telling you to try all of these, but even if you just think, okay, one or two of these things might help me, I want to start working. And I would suggest that you don't try and make all of these changes at once. Like, for example, you might just choose to start having a consistent bedtime and that might be the only takeaway from this and that's amazing. I just want you to find what works for you and if one or two of these tips do, fantastic. If they all help, even better. So the first one, identify as a morning person. Secondly, don't expect to want to. Third, set yourself a bedtime. Fourth, set a wake-up time. Number five, have a reason to get up. And number six, see getting up early as an act of self-trust. Number seven, stop scrolling. And with this one, I didn't mention it before, but just a little side note. This means in the morning too. I used to always scroll first thing when my alarms would go off. Stop scrolling in the morning because just get up. You waste so much time and it's such a better start to your day when you're not scrolling on your phone. Just a side note there. So morning or night, don't scroll. (laughs) And then number eight, little extra hacks are to lay out your clothes the night before, get dressed first thing in the morning no matter what you're doing, make your bed, meditate, don't eat before bedtime, chuck your phone further away so that you have to get up in the morning and open your curtains if you can so that you're letting the natural sunlight. So that wraps up the episode for today. Hopefully those tips have been helpful and because the episode is now out on Apple Podcasts, which is super exciting, It would mean the world if you could jump on there and give the podcast a five-star review if you're enjoying it and finding it helpful. If you've got the time, please, please, please write a review. It'd be really amazing to hear what you're thinking of the episode so far. And I'm definitely open to any feedback for future episodes as well. So you can find me at um, on Instagram at setyourmindtoit underscore. And you can send me a DM on there or leave a review. I would love to hear what you're thinking and how you're finding the episodes so far. But I'll chat to you guys next time. Bye.